0: this is my nth attempt to record this particular episode why because i think there's so much there's so many things that we can talk about when we talk about red flags and so join me today grab your bottle of beer as we go and About red flags as early as now. My name is Lee, and this is Decapitated Thoughts. You know, lately I haven't been very good at speaking. I don't know why. Maybe. Because I haven't really practiced just speaking and speaking alone. I have a lot of ums and filler words that I've been using even in recording. And it's sad. But we'll get there again. It takes practice. And what am I whining about? That's not what we're going to be talking about today. We are talking about something nobody wants to talk about. Yeah just like breakups and rejection this is something that we don't normally talk about not to our friends not to anyone unless we experience it firsthand i think that's the only time we want to talk about these things or particularly this topic but if we're not in a situation where we are experiencing it we just don't want to talk about it it's one of those uncomfortable topics because i don't know they would um, awaken some of our feelings or memories that we haven't really sorted out Uh, and so on a normal day we don't usually we don't usually talk about it. And also, what's so funny is, if we do get to talk about red flags, we, we disassociate ourselves from having red flags, which I think is really weird. Now, I do understand based from the previous recordings that I did, it's really hard and challenging to accept that you have red flags. And when I thought I was just really getting good, At accepting reality for what it is, I am now coming to realize that even if I know that I have red flags, there are still some red flags within me that I would defend and be really be defensive about them. Yeah, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I didn't know what I was getting myself into picking this topic up. But it proved to be something that we should all be talking about now there would be red flags that you can already talk about because you're already aware of them but there's also red flags that would come up later on in the relationship so i could pick out lists but honestly for most of the list most of them would have different things that they contain um, they have similar th- ideas with some But usually they would have a lot of differences On what they consider red flags Because I think it's from the point of view of the one who's writing it It's based off, even though it's research It's also based off what they have experienced Of course, if they've experienced something Their research would be um would be going around that thing of course you want to prove it especially if that experience had traumatized you you want to stand by it but it doesn't always mean that it could be a red flag for others and so i realized as i go through the articles a red flag would only become a red flag if and when it's already hurting the other person okay now the thing with red flags is, it's not just the other person who has a red flag. You also have a red flag, which I, I think it's it's a really hard concept to do, right? Because, or to, to capture, right? Because um, it's just really challenging for us to accept that There's something wrong with us Especially if we were on Quote-unquote the victim side Um, Growing up I never Really thought of being a victim I have this really bad habit Of telling myself That things and yes I would say This is a bad habit That things happen for a reason It could be um, Positive uh, Toxic positivity right? And then as I grew up I realized that I should see the balance in things. I should not look for a silver lining. I should be able to see the balance and I should be able to accept that particular balance. So if I lost something, I probably have gained something, but it's also okay if I didn't. And if I gain something and did not lose anything, that's also fine. And what I need to do now is to assess the situation And how do I move forward? Okay. Now, I know that that sounds easier to say than to do. Of course, there would be a lot of processing uh, in that single line alone. Okay. So, when we talk about red flags, it's not just the other person who has it. You would also have it. But for you to for us to be able to get to that point where we would be able to truly accept that we do have red flags um there would be a lot of soul searching to do because being self-aware has a lot to do with us knowing and understanding our own red flags now i would say for you to be more self-aware you can do these things um i just want to say to everyone that what i'm about to give you are just tips you can try it out because at the end of the day if it doesn't work for you don't stress out maybe you just really have a different way of processing things and that is okay good that you tried it if it doesn't work stop and look for another one okay but always the first step in anything, at least for me. I'm not sure if it's going to work for you, but at least for me, and I'm sharing with you, what works is for me to accept the idea first, right? And then acknowledge that it is happening to me. And that's the only time I get to figure out what are the things that would work for me. So in being self-aware, the first one on the list for a lot of different sources, is to have a quiet time. Now, initially, I would say meditate, but a lot of people would associate it with a um, no. Okay, no. I would say find your quiet time because that's the time when you can hear your own thoughts, and that's the time when you can have that self-talk, the non-defeating kind of self-talk. Okay. Um for you to be able to know if your self-talk is a defeating self-talk you have to like what i said take it in accept that we say things that would affect our own uh, confidence right so it's self-defeating and then accept that it's already happening that there are days when you look at the mirror and you tell yourself that you're ugly it happens there are days like that and that's okay and there are days when you just don't feel like being thankful that's okay don't force it if you can't really think of anything to be thankful for today don't but give yourself a quiet time take a deep breath you don't have to meditate just take a deep breath you don't have to close your eyes and then release it take a deep breath count one two three four release count one two three four take a deep breath again one two three four release and then take a um one two three four and then it it just cycles it's what you call square breathing it helps you to regulate your feelings it helps you to slow down your brain To give yourself that time to actually think. Now, there are so many other things that can give you your quiet time. For me, when I start crocheting, that's a quiet time. Um, When I start sketching, that's a quiet time. When I play Dota, believe it or not, that's a quiet time. I don't, you know, my brain blocks out all the other noises and it hyper focuses on one thing. So that's totally okay. If that's your quiet time then so be it but be with yourself at that time listen to the thoughts that you get and recognize which ones are self-defeating and ask yourself why does it repeat in your head was there something before that happened that made you feel this way or that made you think about yourself this way that can be very, very uncomfortable because it will open up a lot of wormholes. It will open up a lot of those boxed feelings, boxed experiences that you just throw into the corner of your brain. Uh, so be prepared for it. Okay. And then I, I do this a lot. So this one works for me. I write my own pros and cons it's just a really good exercise and sometimes i surprise myself that there are more pros than cons and sometimes i would just say uh okay i kind of expected that there should be more cons at this moment Uh, that also brings a lot of self-awareness because you're giving yourself your own feedback which is always good now we go to feedback uh, I've been catching up on Work-Life Balance by Adam Grant. And there was this one episode where they talk about people leaving the company. And there's this one company who just don't, they just don't do exit interviews. They have what you call the stay interviews, where they ask employees who are, who decided to stay with them, what makes them stay. And they also ask a very... Hard question, both for them and the employee, and that is, what would make you go away? And there's actually a value in that when it comes to getting good feedback. Because when you ask the question, what would make you go away? People don't usually think of something shallow. It gives them time to think of their own experiences and it gives them a space to tell you real feedback like um, not critiques but real feedback of what would make them go away now before in previous relationships I tried it out and uh, until now I'm still using that question although usually I am met with giggles I am met with don't you trust me I am met with most of the time I am met with gaslighting Yeah, because I guess in a relationship, they're not a lot of people are not ready for that question because, again, it taps into a deeper feeling. It taps into deeper thoughts rather than just to, you know, something that they can take out from their brains. Now, when you ask questions like this. On your end, be prepared for the answer. So, um, a few nights ago, I was talking to the special someone and um, I told him that I'm going to ask him a question and he was like, you know what, these days our questions are getting harder and harder. He did not say that verbatim, by the way, but... Uh, he said it in another way. And then I asked... Uh, no, I, I told him. I did not ask. I told him that when I ask these questions, I genuinely want to know where we are at. And these are the questions that would give me those answers. Um, so I, I know exactly where to put myself. Um, and then I would ask him if it's okay to expect this and that and that. You know, I've been very diplomatic in these kinds of things now, and I have learned the power of asking questions and what it can give me and what it can give the other person. So ask your questions. But then I also ensured him that when I ask these questions, I am prepared for the answers. Of course, there's always a preferred answer Yeah. And and that's okay to have a preferred answer, but it's not always the right answer. With my questions to him, all right, with these open-ended questions that I give him, um, the right answers would be how he actually felt about those things that I ask. So it may not be my preferred answer, or it may not be the answer that I want to hear. But those were the right answers for him. And I've prepared myself for that, that I may not get what I want to hear. So just tread carefully when it comes to asking questions. If you're not yet ready to hear the answer for that, because you're still so drawn into an answer that you want to hear, don't ask it right it will not help you to become more self-aware it will just stress you out and you will just find a new hate towards that person okay now once you do these things it will help you to become more self-aware you would be able to recognize more of the red flags within you but the thing about red flags is they don't you don't get to see them and realize them in just one sitting Sometimes they would be shown in the middle of the relationship, but there would be some other red flags that are very, very obvious. Uh, Like, for example, uh, that documentary on Netflix. I can't really remember it, but it's along the line of uh, Tinder Swindler. And the reason why I can't remember it so much because I didn't get past five minutes Because I think from the first five minutes, um, she already mentioned that he was asking for money or something uh, to attend uh, some parties or whatnot. I mean, come on, right? Come on. Uh, Really? Really a stranger asking you money the moment that you meet him? If that's not a screaming red flag... I don't know. So there are red flags like those that are very obvious and on the onset, you would already know. So when you're chatting online, doing your Omegle or doing your Bumble or your Tinder or your Badu or wherever you get your dates, right? Wherever you swipe left or right, um, if they don't have... A, um, a verified photo because these apps now they you can get verified easily if they don't have a verified photo I think you should already have a question mark on your head honestly Uh, because probably they mean to deceive we won't know sure you can talk to them but be very very careful Um, it's just like Going through your cybersecurity, right? The offer is too good to be true. Uh, they're going to give you money. They're going to make you go to someplace else. But first, open up a bank account in their name and then deposit some amount of money. Yeah, uh, be very careful with those. They don't want to talk to you on video. Just text. I mean, come on, right? Or they don't even want to talk to you on the phone because you would find out that they're not the person that they're posting. Okay, so these are very well-known red flags and I don't think you even need a guide for them. Gut feeling will already tell you that this person is not even serious and is just really going to scam you. In the long run. And that's not even under dating. I think that's already under cyber security. Okay. Now, when you get into real life dating. And since, you know, we're getting serious. Hey, now it's serious, right? Since now that we're getting dating. Or or we are getting serious into this, this whole dating thing. And it might really lead to an actual relationship now. Um sometimes I know we don't want to talk about these things because we're still blinded by all the feelings and the emotion and the the, um, the dopamine rush that we get in the brain uh, the all the oxytocin all the cocktail of good um, juices in your brain all right um we don't we we We're afraid to talk about this because we might find out right away that this isn't the person that we want or that because you were so infatuated with this person, you're just really all blinded um, with whatever red flags they display. You know, on the onset of your dating, and I'm just going to talk about like the really, really, really obvious um, red flags and... Yeah, I just also learned that there could be yellow flags. But yellow flags are those, I I guess, your negotiable and non-negotiable would go there. But there are just really screaming red flags. Like, for example, you're just out dating. It hasn't been a month. And they call you non-stop. They ask you where you are non-stop. Um, They don't want you to hang out with your friends. Girl, I don't even have to tell you. This person's really controlling and I should know because that's my youth. <laughs> that's the story of me when I was younger. I mask it with paranoia, but I think it was really just more of a controlling behavior. I don't trust what I don't understand. It sounds nice, but it's really control. I want to know where you are. Um, and, and I want you to do these things for me um, now other red flags is that if you met them when they were very very low and yeah I should have I should have shaken my head with this one if they're into any kind of addiction don't even try. We can only help a person so much. And if they don't want to help themselves, there's really nothing that we can do. I know it's, it's hard to take in, and that was a really hard pill to swallow for me. I learned that the hard way, the really hard way. And so if anyone's in, in addiction and, and you really care about this person, I don't think you're the best person to intervene with that. Let other people do it and don't don't inject yourself in a situation where you would get trapped later on. If you already know that this person has history of violence, I think that's already a screaming red flag. Like, oh, maybe he's not going to do that with me. No, 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 no. That is, if you have those kinds of thoughts, maybe you also need to be checked. For codependency, uh, people who usually end up with people who are who would have addiction or who would have a you know anger management issue, they usually end up in codependent relationship. I know I should know because I learned that the really really hard way. Okay, now mismatched relationship goals. It's not a red flag, I don't think, but I think it's worth talking about on the onset of your relationship, so that you don't really waste each other's time if they're not expecting you to, or you know, not expecting if this isn't what they're picturing in their head. Like for example, they want a, a polygamous relationship, and you're monogamous. So that is really an obvious mismatch right there. And that is something better that you talk about on the onset than later on in the relationship and you find out about it. You feel cheated and it can also traumatize you and the other person. Okay, we talk about jealousy and we talk about infidelity. Now I want you to go back to season one because we kind of talked about we talked about these topics. Jealousy up to a certain point can be healthy, but if you're just out dating and it hasn't been a month, and this person is already crazy jealous and obsessive, you're not in the right track. Or vice versa, you're already jealous and obsessive. This relationship is going nowhere. Now infidelity. Hey, if you're into polygamy, accept it. It's a thing. It happens. Don't post as someone monogamous and then later on going out with other people. For me, I'm not saying in general, but for me, that is cheating. At the onset of the relationship, if I know that you're polygamous and you tell me about that and these are the things that... These are our are, are boundaries and limits. That's fine if you go out with other people because I already know. I don't see why it's cheating because I already know. And that's just really for me and see how communication really works you know in in this type of situation and you should do this at the start when you're still dating so that both of you would still have a way out not while in the middle and everybody's already shouting and throwing things at each other okay now what i like is the crazy exes in all of the lists this one just comes out. If a person labels everybody as a crazy ex or all of their exes are crazy, then I guess that person has a blank space for another crazy ex and that is you. Maybe, yeah, Don't, no. no, no, please, no, don't even try. Okay, now there are other things that are listed, like for example dealing with friends like if the person has no friend well it's kind of weird if a person has no friend at all maybe um maybe concealing their friends from you but i don't think anybody really has no friend or when your friends do not like them okay do not always trust your friends when it comes to things like this or your family members because you know what honestly at the end of the day what matters is what you want what you feel it's not them who's going to be in a relationship with this person it's you so whatever it is that you feel whatever it is that you like it goes above everybody else's okay and that's fine and that's okay because this is your life this is your story not theirs and it's yours to live don't don't be boxed by their opinion and don't be also boxed by your own opinion and that's how we grow, right? Okay, now if the person is obsessive it also comes up in a lot of the lists you know, obsession, if you listen to season 2, it still is love, it's called mania, but it's not the healthy kind of love um, Yeah, you might want to stay away from that person if they start making you their world. And vice versa. If you start making a person your world, maybe this is the right time to stop and think about it. That maybe that's your screaming red flag. You easily get obsessed about a person. So maybe that's something that you really want to take care of within yourself. And the last thing that I've that I kept on seeing on all of the list would be if they're either hot and cold or some would say that it's a lack of emotional uh intimacy or they change their mind often um yeah be careful with those kind of people and if you're one of them think hard and think through it because you're not helping out anybody these can lead to love bombing or to benching out people or to breadcrumbing people these are the things that I learned from all the articles that I've read so love bombing is leading somebody on without ever um or without the intention of being with that person for the long term or benching, I call it shelving actually. Like somebody would put you on, on a shelf like a buck and then they would only come back to you when they need some emotional support or they would need to feel special and they get it from you because you freely give it. And bread crumbing is like they're leaving out traces of love for you Not really leading you on. Just leaving out breadcrumbs for you to feast on. And it's never going to get anywhere. Just that. Just because they need you at that very moment. Uh, Most of the people would do this for sex, really. And that's just really sad. If you're one of them, please think about it. That's a screaming red flag on your end. Now, while doing all the other three recordings, I found out about things that i am really very touchy about like for example um telling people uh, or, or setting up setting expectations about you i just think for me that it has really been a way for people to know exactly what they would get out of me what's what what's in it for them what's the experience but then as I was going through it, I kind of realized that it is a yellow flag and it can really lead to red flag because I'm already boxing out an experience for them. And i am it's, it's part of being controlling. So, yeah. So take time, pause when you can on this particular podcast. And I hope it helps you to become more self-aware. And I hope that you would also pick up your red flags as well as identify some screaming red flags from other people. Thank you so much, stranger, for taking time today. And I'll see you in the next episode. I'll let the outro do all the other stuff for me. Be safe! Stranger, this isn't a one-way conversation. So join me and let me know what you think. Send me an email at leenotegami at gmail.com. That's L-I-N-O-T-E-G-A-M-I at gmail.com. Let's be updated with each other's lives and follow each other on Instagram. Look for at Lilith Stark. Or L-I-L-I-T-H-S-E-R Let me know if you like our discussions And if you like the show So please do rate Leave a rating on your favorite streaming for this show I'd love to hear from you in any way Stranger, thank you so much for listening Please keep healthy And see you on the next episode My name is Lee, And this is Decapitated Fox